What's wrong? All right, welcome to Haven of Horror, episode 11. We had some slight technical issues as well as just YouTube's a fuck. Um, so normally I sh- should just be able to hit go live and then it goes live, right? But I switch. I'm using inter, uh, Microsoft Edge as a secondary browser for this channel. You have to hit go live on YouTube as well as on OBS. Uh, yeah, I don't know why. I've never had to do that before. Um, anyway, this is episode 11 of Haven of Horror. Uh, we finally got the Canadian back. I mean, the day ghost. Uh, we are covering. Uh, we'll get into what we're covering here in just a moment. Yeah. Um, but I did want to ask Austin, since you missed the last two, did you have anything that you wanted to say about any of the Carpenter movies that you missed? Oh no, it's like two weeks ago at this point. Uh, did you did you read off my scores last time? I read off your scores to In the Mouth of Madness and Village of the Damned, but I realized after we ended, I forgot to give your scores for Vampires and Ghost of Mars. So I am just oh, slightly okay. curious, and we're playing a little bit of catch up here. So sorry, guys. What did you think of Vampires and Ghosts of Mars? Um, Vampires was alright. It was better than I expected it to be. And Ghosts of Mars was not great. No, it's not. But I had fun with it. Pretty succinct way of putting it, I guess. Pretty succinct way of putting it, I guess. Yeah, I can't remember what scores I gave them. Oh my god. <laughs> uh somebody say something. Hello. Something. Is it better? Yes. Yes. Okay. I put I while we while you guys were talking, I put a new uh headset in my cart <laughs> so I can order it. So uh if you guys want to help us keep Austin around so he can quit his job, feel free to subscribe. Uh, <laughs> I'm just kidding, of course. Wait, but, wait for us to put up a Patreon, then we'll uh, we'll be open to donations. Yeah, exactly. Um, okay, so anyway. we are covering the original Godzilla and the original King Kong um, tonight because, of course, the new Godzilla vs. Kong movie comes out today. Uh, at least, I think, is, is that a worldwide release or is it only in select countries? Uh, I think it's worldwide. Okay. Um, I have seen it already, so I'm not. But I'm not going to say anything, obviously, because at least Austin is very excited. Uh, maybe we'll do like a mini review of it or something, even though it's not really a horror movie. Um, at the very least, I'm just curious to see what Austin thinks of it when he sees it. Hmm. Um, Milton and I are going to talk very briefly at the end about the original King Kong versus Godzilla, and I know you've seen it, right, Austin? Uh, like several years ago, but I've seen the fight on YouTube like a which billion is like times, so I can only, at least talk about that. <laughs> which is really the reason you go to that movie, right? Like, yeah, which is the same reason why you're going to watch the new one too. Um. So, but first, of course, uh, we start with news. I'm all discompopulated now because of that tech issue. Like, my brain's just like left the building. Uh, Austin, do you have any news? Now that I can think of course. <laughs> Every week it's just like nope. Oh, there's not a lot of news like weekly. <laughs> <laughs> I will look up something while while you guys oh, are talking. Um while you're doing that, I meant to ask you, did you look at that Resident Evil article I posted in the Discord? 
How long ago did you post it? I think I talked about it last week, so it would have been last week. Um, Probably, but I probably forgot. Just to give you the rundown, the movie is titled uh, Welcome to Raccoon City. Resident Evil, Welcome to Raccoon okay, City. Okay, yeah, I remember that. And they're looking at John Carpenter as an inspiration. Okay. What got me excited is they cited Assault on Precinct 13 as one of the inspirations. And if they're adapting RE2, that seems almost too good to be true. It probably is. <laughs> that movie will probably suck. <laughs> probably. Um, I guess my big news is just that that movie was delayed by, I think, a couple weeks. Um, No, it was longer than that. It was delayed like, from the end of September to the beginning of November, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, Milton, did you have anything that you wanted to discuss that is current? Well, in about uh, 40 minutes, my tune is going to change because tomorrow is going to be April 1st. And also, like, a lot of the articles are up about, you know, um, celebrating the legacy of, you know, the release of Godzilla and King Kong and, you know, recognition of the fact that there's a movie called Godzilla versus King Kong that's going to be... That was kind of the problem I had with finding a news article is it's all just, like, Here's like a history of kaiju movies, and I'm like, I'm not going through all of that to find. But to give, but to go into it a little bit, we also had some stuff that gave some inspiration for like the big monster movie genre. We have the Golem from 1915. Nosferatu was also an inspiration with a vampire films in like 1922. We have Lost World with dinosaurs, uh, stuff like that. We give a lot of credit, of course, to King Kong and Godzilla, but there were some starting films that helped, uh, you know, pave the way for that sort of stuff. But nothing that released as much critical acclaim as King Kong did in uh, nineteen thirty-three. Thank you. Yeah. Okay. Um, but we'll get more into that later. So I, I was going to say that's interesting, but that's not really news. That's just stating a fact about the movie. And um, then, I guess well, news... If the news is not about stating facts, then... <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen the news? <laughs> I guess with news, uh, Adam Wingard, the director of the new movie, said that um, they're not, we're not going to get any more of these movies unless it does well, and it seems to be doing well. So mm-hmm. that's at least good. Uh, yeah, I mean, just to talk briefly about the, the whole MonsterVerse... Because obviously this is a review of the original two classic films. But I will never understand the hate some of these movies are getting. Like, 2014 is, I think, the worst of them. And even then, it's not like a terrible movie. It's just got problems. It might be because of the fact that it just it doesn't appeal as much to the monster movie crowd. Because you don't get as much Godzilla as you probably would like. Yeah. It also doesn't surprise me that it gets hate. Because monster movies are very niche in the first place. So, like, it makes sense to me See, that, like, a lot of people look at it. The audience, though, has grown since it wasn't more of a niche audience back in the day, though. See, oh, no, for sure. But I think, like, some of that still remains. There's still a lot of people that kind of look at it and they're like, ah, this is dumb. <laughs> See, Milton, I, I would have agreed with your your point about, like, not enough Godzilla with, the, with 2014. But I don't think that's still a problem after King of the Monsters and Kong. Uh, Noah well, it's says, still a problem for that movie. Oh, sorry. Noah says going to watch Godzilla vs. Kong sometime soon. I'm excited. I haven't seen it yet. I'm excited to watch it too, actually. Okay, so, so Austin, 
you mentioned there's still a problem with King of the Monsters. Do you think that's still a problem? Not enough Godzilla? No, for um, 2014, like, just because uh, you get more in a sequel doesn't mean it's still not an issue in oh, that first yeah. film. Yeah, it's still an issue with that first film, but, like, even King of the Monsters was getting hate for... Hate for, for most, I don't know if they got people. hate for that. It was more so because, like, the human stuff is really bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've I guess. heard that it's been improved with this new movie coming. So, who knows? Mm-hmm. But, I mean... We've never exactly in really any of these movies, well, I'd say except for the films we're going to talk about with the human characters having dimension, which I would say is a, it's a fair critique, especially mm-hmm. if they get a lot of screen time. So that is fair. But primarily we come in there for the action. So the last yeah, thing I'm going to say. One of those things where with the Godzilla movies where I kind of grave that on a curve, where like obviously. I want good human stuff, but so often we don't get it, so it doesn't kill the movie for me. But yeah. So yeah. the last thing I'm going to say on the MonsterVerse stuff, because obviously this is not a review of those films, I think one of the things that helps Godzilla, the new one, is I think it's the what are the shortest ones in this universe? I think the biggest yeah. issue with like King of the Monsters is it's almost two and a half hours long. And for the longest time, Google said that Godzilla vs. Kong was going to be three hours, and then like a week before it was released, it dropped down to an hour 36, and I was like, thank God. Release the winger cut. The uh, winger cut. <laughs> I think we're just chomping at the bit yeah. talking about these movies. We might as well just get into it. Uh, yeah, Austin, uh, should we go release to- order? Uh, yes. So, but I do want to put a disclaimer real quick, because I watched Godzilla last night after Milton and I did a Last of Us stream, and I was super tired, so I may not have absorbed as much detail about that movie as I wanted to. So I'm going to let you guys do a lot of the talking for Godzilla. Um, so yeah, sue me. Yeah. No, here's the thing. I mean... <laughs> We had fun time on that stream, but I was wondering, is John really going to watch an entire hour and a half movie after our stream ends at 1 a.m.? <laughs> yeah, it was about 1 a.m. when we ended the stream. Um, the only thing, other thing I, I would say is uh, we do have a new Discord up for everyone to join. Uh, there is a link in our channel description. Uh, feel free to join. We're all in there. We all chat. Uh, yes, except Austin, he just ignores us, but <laughs> well, he's not called the Dagos for no reason. So exactly, no, um, exactly. Yeah, it's it's, <laughs> it's pretty, pretty chill. It's a pretty chill server. Uh, so we're gonna jump straight into King Kong nineteen thirty three. Uh, obviously, and you know, it's always, it was interesting to me because I forgot that King Kong came out before Godzilla. I always just assumed that Godzilla was like the starting point of any of these giant monster movies. But if I'm right, it's King Kong. It is King Kong because mm-hmm. King Kong was released by like in, 20, 21 years. Yeah. King yeah. Kong was released in 1933 and Godzilla was, or Gojira was released in 1954. All right. So Milton, tell us about King Kong from 1933. Oh yes. Oh, oh yes. no. I've made a horrible mistake. <laughs> No, I'm glad that that means I get uh, Godzilla for a description. So, so, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to show you one of the greatest things your eyes have ever beheld. He was a king in this world we knew, 
but he comes to you now a captive in film. Ladies and gentlemen, the eighth wonder of the world, King Kong, released in 1933, captured by Carl Denham and the crew members who came to Skull Island, um, an island surrounded in essentially myth, which isn't really, it's not really talked of like the myth in of itself. The movie just wants to bring us along to just introduce King Kong and the Islanders as quickly as possible. Um, you get one of probably one of the most important films in cinema of all time. And one of the most, one of the most impactful, one of the most important. Um, mm-hmm. uh, John, you were muted. You said, did you say the most important? I would say one of the most important. Yeah. Okay. One of, definitely. No, I agree. It's just, I thought he said most boring, and I was like, wait a minute. No, what? no, no. no. <laughs> a, so, um, of course, one of the disclaimers I'll, I'll bring up, it's a film from 1933. There are some so, weaknesses here with us coming in as a postmodern audience, but it is still a film that is still watchable. And it has some... It's not just a film just from a scale thing of bringing in a big monster. You also have early claymation that is introduced in black and white film. You have pretty good voice acting as well in a movie that's being released in 1933. It's probably one of the most important films that's you know been made pre-World War II, post-World War I, which definitely informs a bit on some of the sensibilities of this movie. Um, but yeah, um, as some of us probably know, but if you don't, we're going to spoil this movie anyway. King Kong is brought to New York as a spectacle, and there breaks out and comes to a climax where he uh, kidnaps our heroine, our damsel in distress, brings her to the top of the tower where he fights biplanes. And then eventually, you know, it was Beauty that killed the beast. So, quick yeah. summary. Quickish. I, I don't know if that that fits in the term thick, but uh, it was a good <laughs> summary. So You just missed one thing, which is there are a lot of shots of King Kong like... I know, it was... <laughs> <laughs> when we put this up on Spotify, nobody's going to know what he's doing. <laughs> so, yes, bulging eyes and with uh, claiming so, characters. Those made me yeah. laugh every time. I I can't tell if that's supposed to be funny or if it's just the technology of the time that makes I it think funny. I think it's the technology of the time, but there's probably also a mix of some dark humor with that as well, because yes. it is a horror movie. It very much is. Um, I agree. Yeah. So the thing that I was most surprised by going with this movie, and I'm just gonna say up front, I really liked this movie. I had only seen this one other time, and I was like 14 or 13 or 14. And at that age, I was like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> like, <laughs> um, So I went into this, and I made sure to keep my expectations low, because, you know, I know it's an important movie, but I feel like, I feel the best way to tackle any movie that is historically important is to not think about that when you're watching the movie, if possible. So I very much tried to separate myself from that. And I like to think that I have a decent, you know, historical perspective. But even my, you know, that has limits for me. So I was like, well, you know, I'm going to go into thinking the effects are bad. But I tried, that's another thing I tried to separate, like, just take the movie on its own terms. I really love the effects in this movie. Um, we've talked about, I don't know if we've talked about it on the show, but Austin and I have talked about during movies, like, 
claymation and the stuff like that has its own charm. And that's that's very... stop motion. Yeah, I've stop always motion. said that stop motion never looks real, but there's just there's a certain charm that it has where you look at it and it's like, oh, that's just cool. Yeah, and I had cool that, to look at. And I had that with this entire movie is like, yes, none of it looks real, but it looks cool, and I don't care that it doesn't look real. Uh, the, the thing is, especially with this movie, and for for those who are very familiar with the claymation, you know niche in film will notice certain qualities between like some people use it like well and some people who don't this is one of the films that does it well and you can see it with the fact of although it is stop motion clearly and it is claymation the creatures present both the uh both king kong as well as the dinosaurs there's a lot of gesticulation with with these models where you can see like emotion and movement here that most people would find to be unnecessary, but it brings life to these things on screen, especially King Kong towards the end of the film when he's on the tower. Because it could be cheap, it could be very direct and minimalistic, but the fact that there are certain portions where the, there is more detail being put in makes these characters seem a bit more real. Mm-hmm. Well, and I don't know how much you guys know about like the uh, the effects in this, there's so many different ways that they, you know, merged the actual actors with uh, the stop motion characters. So uh, you'll get like, you know, um, like rear projection, of course. But then you get stuff like uh, they'll take, you know, King Kong and they'll be doing the stop motion for him. And they will put pictures of the actors of the actors frame by frame with the um Oh, look with King Kong is like a little picture just underneath them. Yeah, they almost, a... yeah. It, it's crazy the amount of uh, work that they put into this movie. It's an insane amount of work, and mm-hmm. even even now that would still be in quite a bit of work even now. And well, they and I don't I don't know if you guys know, but there was a whole sequence that was lost, and um, Peter Jackson recreated it. Uh, like with uh, these methods, with stop motion, when he made the uh, 05 movie. Hmm. Interesting. What what sequence? Out of curiosity. Um, I think it's so. If you know that movie, I think it's the part where they fall into oh, like the crater or whatever, and there's like and there's the bugs. I think. I think it's uh, that. That part is. But horrifying. it's been so long. Yeah. Uh, because that's the scene where I think it's Andy Circus gets like eaten. By mm-hmm. those bugs, um, I don't know. I I love that sequence. Yeah. The other yeah. thing that I really appreciate about this movie is the director is a master at keeping everything in scale. So because of the way it's shot, I believe that these creatures are way bigger than these the humans are, and yeah. so it makes the threat more believable. Um, and that's very hard to pull off. If I, especially yeah. with like. I would assume with the technology they had at the time, because um, this is very obviously a very early uh, film. The yeah. other thing, well, was... they're basically creating techniques in order to uh, mix them together. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I, I'm assuming. Um, well, I'll get into that when we when we cover Godzilla. Um, <laughs> the other thing I was uh, surprising because you had mentioned this before, but. How much that Peter Jackson version humanizes Kong because he's just a beast in this one, and I kind of appreciated that. Um, 
just because I, I didn't want to see like the same movie twice because I'm very familiar with the the Peter Jackson remake. I, I watched that one as a teenager a lot. <laughs> it, it definitely humanizes Kong a bit more. I think it's necessary considering where it's coming from. He doesn't want to just make the exact same film again. But yeah. it, I appreciate what he does. It's it, Peter Jackson was very reverent when he did his 2005 well, that's exactly yeah with the uh peter jackson one it's very much he takes like every little moment and makes it this huge like epic thing uh just out of pure love for this original movie well and i mean i haven't seen the 70s version but i would be i would be confident yeah. in saying that the 05 one is the best remake that we've had of that movie yes <laughs> well, I've never seen that one, but I've seen its sequel, which is one of the worst movies I've ever seen. So, King Kong nineteen seventy six is not a good movie. <laughs> Neither is its sequel, King Kong Lives. It's awful. It's, it looks terrible. I want to see the one with uh, Robo Kong because that sounds hilarious. Oh, and, and it's funny too because they uh, they go to the, a guy in a suit in the seventies one, which Godzilla only did because they couldn't afford to do uh, the stop motion like they could with King Kong. Yeah, mind, mind if I read off all the King Kong sequels here just real quick? Yeah, uh, before you do that, I'm just going to say it's really funny to me that it's always they come in twos. <laughs> yeah, yeah, at, at least for the most part. But yeah, so we have King Kong released in 1933. March 2nd, 1933. Son of Kong Released in December twenty second, nineteen thirty three, in the same year. Yeah, and it's a complete like cash grab. <laughs> it is a complete cash grab, but it still manages to deliver a bit on some things. So it's still a decent enough movie, but it is for what it is that came out like just months after. Yeah, yeah. Um, we then have after that, like no movies for almost thirty years, and then Toho comes in. It's like, hey, we want your ape. We'll pin him against our lizard in King Kong versus Godzilla in 1962. And then again, with like King Kong Escapes, Toho was responsible for both those films in 62 and 67, respectively. Then we get the 1976 version of King Kong with um, Paramount Pictures. Um, and the big thing I know about that is they changed the ending. So he climbs the. Uh... Um, uh, twin uh, twin towers, doesn't he? Uh, yeah, and it's flamethrowers and <coughs> and it's a terrible. Com, 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 com. I can't even process it properly because it was so bad when I saw it. It was a it was a terrible looking computer effect where King Kong just slowly dives off the building, but like in the middle of the shot and not from the top of the tower. So. <laughs> It was one of those goofy-looking things. Um, after that, we have King Kong Lives in 1986. The commonality is with this one is that it was both by John Gillerman, and but the production, the distributors were different, and almost a lot of different stuff was different. We have an animated movie called The Mighty Kong, released in 98 by Warner Brothers. Um... We all then have Kong King of the. I wonder if the mighty thing comes from Mighty Joe Young, because that's kind of the spiritual successor to uh, King Kong. Uh, kind of, 
some people would consider it a ripoff. For me, I I like Bonnie Jo Young, and I like its remake. So I like the remake. I grew up watching that movie. Yeah, same here. Uh, we have Kong: King of Atlantis in 2005 by BKN International. What? what? Yeah. Yep. Yep. Released in November 22nd, 2005, director Patrick Archibald under BKN International released Kong, King of Atlantis. I'm fairly <laughs> sure it's uh, I'm fairly sure he it's a it's an animated film. I'm gonna look that up real quick. I hope it's not. I wanna see live action Kong in an underwater city. I'm sure a remake of that was Peter Jackson's sequel, but it fell through. Yeah, yep, yeah, it it was an animated film. It was an animated film, yep. And that came out the same year as Jackson's movie. Yeah, um, King Kong, by directed by Peter Jackson with Universal coming at, coming at it, was released in December 14th, 2005. So it was 22 days later. <laughs> okay, the Atlantis one has to be like the Asylum Kong film. <laughs> yeah. I didn't even know there was there was any animated Kong films. That's interesting. Yeah. And then another one got released in November 14th, 2006 called Kong Return to the Jungle, which was another animated film by BKN International under a different director, uh, Stuart Evans. And then we take a break for about 10 years and then Kong Skull Island comes into play. And then we're back or up to the present from there. So. Mm-hmm. That's all the Kong films. Which, let me just say, if you like Kong, watch Skull Island. It's fantastic. Uh, it's not It's not the original movie at all, but watch it. It's great. Yep. There are, you should only watch some of these films, I think. If you really want to, watch whatever you want. But Watch, watch like the, three of them. <laughs> watch the original. The original the Jackson one and Kong Skull Island. Skull, yeah, exactly. Um, no, no, I would I'd say watch the original one, watch Peter Jackson's one, then Skull Island, and then... Yeah. So yeah, exactly what we said! I, I had a brain lapse, sorry. <laughs> I, I had to process seeing King Kong in, like, leather suits with humans underneath them, and it was weird. Never, um, ever watch King Kong Lives. Um, okay, so... King Kong dies at the end and he gives birth to a baby Kong or something. Well, it's like they bring, they're sad that they killed Kong, so they get a lady Kong and they give him a heart transplant, and then he's Kong, so he like starts rampaging, so they just kill him again. (laughs) (laughs) What was the point of that? (laughs) Okay, so obviously, you know, this is a very simple film. Very effects-driven film, I would say. Uh, but I like I like most of the characters. Um, I had to laugh, and I know it's a product of its time, but I also had to laugh at just how much of a dick the uh, captain of the ship is to Anne uh, for, at the Horn. beginning. Anglehorn? Is it Anglehorn? I'm terrible with names. Uh, but Austin, you know what I'm talking about, right? Because, like, she goes out of her way to try to prove herself to this guy on the ship. Um, and also, just a nitpick question I had, it does no effect on the film. I was just curious. D- does this director always just cast, like, the first person he meets on the street? <laughs> uh, no, these are what major actors looked like in 1933. It was the Great Depression. 
Yeah. No, I mean, no, I'm talking about he recruits the character oh, off oh. this. Oh, like in the movie. In the movie. No. You're confusing, yeah, Captain Englehorn with Jack Triscoll. Oh. Am, am I? Okay. You're, you're confusing those two characters in this game. Yeah, it's the director, not the captain of the ship. <laughs> well, no. Is no, no, it? Jack Triscoll's not the director. No, because... Oh, okay. sorry, now I'm confused. Now you confused two people, too. You confused <laughs> me, and now we're all confused. <laughs> okay, no, I, but I, I anyway, <laughs> um, my point was... Not about the actual like quality of the actors in the film. Everyone in this film, I think, is really good. Yeah, but you in, mean in universe. In the film, he just recruits the first woman he meets off the street to be in this movie. That's great. Women don't need to be good actresses. They just need to look good and not speak. Um, well, was literally the first person that he saw. He just got lucky, but he, he knew where he was going. He wanted to recruit someone because that's who Carl Denham is look through someone who he could put leverage over to a certain degree and realize, yeah, there's nothing else going on going on for your life. Come with me. I'll make you a movie star, kid. So I don't know. I just feel like if I'm a director, I'm not going to find some like starving girl on the streets and like, be like, you want to be the star in my movie? Well, clearly, that's why you don't work in Hollywood, sir. <laughs> apparently. Sir, apparently. You, you don't know the strategy, the 4D chest at play. It's... and. The only, only, the only part you're missing is the hotel room. <laughs> hey, Patricia, uh, Patricia, welcome to the stream. Uh, hey. Thanks for stopping by. Hey, Patricia, how are you? Um, the other that? question I had is, what exactly is the movie he's supposed to be making? Uh, here's the thing. I've, based on what the movie says about Carl Denham, he's very spontaneous, and he kind of like takes... A thing of like wanting to mix sensationalism with documentary filmmaking is kind of the idea because mm-hmm. he's been with this crew for a while they've been with other productions with him so he's he has developed a relationship already with a lot of the people on this ship so i have a feeling that he oh here's this new island that's been that's never been touched by white man well Let's take a lot of photos here. Oh, but let's put in the sensationalism here because apparently the production company wants me to put in an attractive female lead in here. Um, let's have her just react to things. Just react to things on the island. But but do but, some pinup shots with her or something. Okay, and, but that just goes back to my point of what what's this movie that he's making supposed to be? He's got I, one he's got one cast member and no, no. a camera. No, no, you're thinking of movies how we think of them. You have to realize that this is back then where there wasn't a lot of that. There was a bit more of let's take advantage of a bit more of a kind of experimental form of filmmaking. We're going to all documentaries were also a bit more of a thing back then where we considered these, these weren't movies. These were motion pictures like they literally thought of them as pictures in motion. That's how new the technology was to them. So I mean, they I'll, just made the spectacle of. Just I'll concede on that one because I I will admit to being very uninformed when it comes to the making of movies at the time. But I don't think Carl Denham knows. Yeah, well, I just he, don't. He's basically making Roar, the film where the guy just had like forty lines and was like, "I'm going to make a movie." <laughs> yeah. I just. I cannot like wrap my brain and again just to spe- just to 
uh, be clear. This in no way affected my enjoyment of the movie. It was just something that I, I wondered. Mm-hmm. I cannot wrap my head around what this movie he's making is supposed to look like. <laughs> With one cast member and a, and a camera on an island. Hey, he never heard a castaway? <laughs> that had more than one cast member, though. The volleyball, oh, right? Wait, so if he had a volleyball, you'd be like, oh, I get it now? Exactly. <laughs> no. Well, no. I mean, he I've also never actually has, seen Castaway. He also has the other sailors on the ship as well. Jack Driscoll is also okay. movie star material to a certain degree, whether or not that's intended or not. I don't think Carl Denham is the kind of character who cares too much. He's kind of just, let's just explore. Go. Because, I don't know. Yeah. It's because Old people know his work and they know that he's not exactly, he's not a guy who's too interested in planning things ahead. He takes things as they are in the moment and tries, okay, what's the opportunities in the present? Let's take advantage of it. When I I get that, and, and like I said again, I will concede to I don't I don't know a lot about filmmaking from the '30s, but I would assume at least some of the prints, like the basics, are still there. But again, it does it doesn't matter. But that is one thing I do appreciate about the remake, uh, Peter Jackson's version. Is they pro- yeah, they, they probably were. Yeah, it, it's fine. It was like I said, it was just a minor question that I was thinking during during the view. Um, Faye, is it Faye Way? It's a Faye Ray. It's W R A Y. So I'm really. I was talking to Austin the other. I I was talking to Austin the other day, and I got her mixed (laughs) up with like a completely different actress, and I still don't understand how I did that. Um, especially because the other actress I hadn't seen her in anything. Uh, free, I forget who it was now. It was oh Faye Dunaway. Faye Dunaway. Yeah, I somehow got those two completely mixed up. Um, I looked her. I looked Faye. No, it's Ray J that's in this movie. Oh, I looked up uh, Faye Frey Way. Faye, God damn it! Oh my god, <laughs> I can't say her name. Apparently, okay. So her filmography. I looked up her filmography, and apparently, she's been in quite a few horror movies. Uh, yeah, which might be interesting to check out at one at some point. Um, well, she's got the perfect scream to be in horror. He really does. Well, and it's funny you mention that because uh, Wikipedia also mentioned, of course, that she's one of like the earliest known screen queens. Yeah, yeah, but this yeah, is not course. this is not her first film. She's had quite a few beforehand yeah. uh, before getting into Kong. Well, and apparently she was offered a like cameo in Kong's uh, in Peter Jackson's remake, and she turned it down because uh, she just said, "Well, you know, we already did like the perfect version of that movie," and. Yeah. I'm going to probably catch shit for this, but I I think the Peter Jackson version I prefer. I think I prefer that version. What do you guys think? I would say if you're going to watch the Peter Jackson version, you should watch the original as well. Yeah, I was saying to somebody the other day that I don't know if you can truly appreciate the Peter Jackson film without seeing the original, because that movie is just... Yeah. It's basically just about his love for the original film. And that is the best thing that a remake can be, where you say you should watch the original to appreciate the remake. Yeah, don't get me wrong. You should still watch yeah, the first one. You either do your own thing or you do that. I agree. Yeah. You could, you should still watch the first one first, but I'm just saying, like, since now I have seen both, 
if I'm picking, like, I'm in the mood to watch King Kong and I had to pick one, I would pick the 05 one before I go back to the 33 one. But they're both fantastic in their own ways. See, just just like, oh, hey, I'm going to throw, I'm going to slap one on. It, it'll have to be the original because it's like an hour and a half shorter. <laughs> but, That's I, true. They're both good movies. I think the Peter Jackson one, while really good, is maybe a little like self-indulgent, knowingly self-indulgent about yes. its length. It's like a fan of the movie decides I want to release my version of this movie. Well, and I, I think you could cut out some of that stuff like before they get to the island, because I, mm. I think his version takes too long to get to the island. See, um, that's some well, of I mean, my favorite stuff that he adds. I love that he very much makes it a part of uh, the Great Depression. I think that's really great. Yeah. And I'm personally in favor of more development because, as you said, John, you have an issue with, like, perhaps less development with Carl Denham finding his uh, female lead. So, conceptually, at the very least, you should be a bit more favored. Well, when yeah, I, I think some of the stuff the... I'd cut is more, like, later on, to be honest. Oh. See, when I say getting to the island, I mostly mean some of the stuff when they're already on the ship. Now, it's been a while, so maybe I'm wrong, but I feel like that's a big chunk of the movie. It's just them on the ship. It is, but I think that's the... We were talking about 2014 Godzilla earlier. I think that's kind of the perfect way of building up to the monster action because you're actually building to something, and then once we get him, he's there the whole time, as opposed to the Godzilla thing where we're building, and it's like, oh, is he there? No. Wait, Austin, you mean Building, oh, is he there? No. (laughs) Building? Okay, there's like six minutes left of the movie. Here's some action. (laughs) So, Austin, you mean you don't like to watch a movie where you see, like, a footstep and then it cuts to after the fight? No. (laughs) You sounded so broken there. Just like, no. Oh, boy. Um, But back to the movie. Yeah, back back to the movie. It's just, it's been a minute since we've gotten to talk to Austin like this, so uh, we just, we miss talking to you, buddy. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So, John, sorry. Uh, Go ahead. Uh, You say this is a simple movie. I would say in some ways, yes, but I do see some more complexity to it than maybe some others might see. In some of the characterization and in some of the uh, concepts, um, Carl Denham is a very layered character in this movie, which I was actually surprised to see in for like the second time because I didn't. I did not pick up on as much of Carl Denham when I saw it when I was much younger when my dad introduced the movie to me. And then seeing his character here, it's like, wow, this is a, this is a very detailed character. Especially in comparison to the rest of the cast, too, which they have some dimension as well, but not a whole lot. Jack Driscoll is kind of the guy who is like, I'm I'm the tough guy. I don't I don't <laughs> deal with them women's and all that. I'm, and he basically becomes a parody in the Peter Jackson one. Yeah, pretty much. Where he's the character in the movie that they're making. Yeah. yeah um, Anne is like the closest like contender to Carl Denham's uh, dimension to a certain degree. The problem is that she pretty much just becomes the damsel in distress post-con. And then she doesn't get to do anything else, really. I don't know. If that's I, really I, I like where she was just... before that. It, then it's understandable. At the same time, I feel like you could have done more, and that's why I can appreciate the Peter Jackson version. 
a bit because she does get some something to do with Kong, mm-hmm. at least. Yeah, I I can see where you're coming from. I don't think it's necessarily a problem, uh, especially just in an hour and a half movie where she's it's the movie's not really about her. It's more about like the island and Kong. Um, but I think that is one thing that Peter Jackson does get to kind of expand on. And of course he, that's the 1933 versus 2005 kind of mentality. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Uh, he have also of course completely changes the way Kong is, is with Anne. Like in the, in the original movie, he's very much like the creepy, uh, stalker guy by the time you get to New York. Uh, I, I laughed a little. Uh, when he kidnaps her, because she's talking about like how she never wants to see him again, and he's right outside her building. <laughs> yeah, and you get another one of those like close-ups of his face. <laughs> <laughs> well, and that's like an actual giant head that they built too, because they built the head and they built the hands for like the actor uh, actress to go in. Yeah, I know. I was trying to wrap my head around like, okay, how did they do this? I guess they really would have had to have built a giant hand. That's yeah, crazy. no, that's how they did it. That's what I said. I meant earlier when it's like it's just a mix of a bunch of different stuff that they did for the effects in this. Yeah, they were very dedicated. Very mm-hmm. dedicated. Um, yeah, it was kind of that old school mentality with special effects where you don't think so much about how you're going to do it overall, but you have to do. You have to think about how you have to do it shot for shot. Yeah, where it's. You like each shot can be a different effect sometimes, yeah. And if it has to be, that's what you have to spend your money on. Yeah, exactly. We are very fortunate that this film got critical acclaim. So, um, going into a little territory that I am not familiar with, is this inspired in any way by the novel The Lost World, like the classic novel, or did that come out later? Uh, I'm not sure, to be honest. That I, I don't. don't. With, with anything like, I, I I hate the way this sounds, but anything this this older, I'm way outside of like my area of expertise. Uh, most so, of my movie and stuff knowledge is like from the eighties onwards. So you're asking Shut about up, the world that was that was what? published, but you're talking about the Lost World that was written by Arthur Conan Doyle. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it was released in 1912. Um. So I. I I don't know much about that book, but I'm wondering if they're pulling some stuff from that. Because this, I, the Skull Island is kind of like a mix of different things. Because you like you got dinosaurs, you got the giant apes or giant ape um, stuff like that. Uh, but yeah, I I really <laughs> liked this movie. I I don't know, but I think that's worth a look. Um. I don't know why that popped into my head, but yeah. well, while you're looking that up, we should talk about the awesome uh, T Rex fight. Ah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, which is also one of my favorite parts of the remake, the L five remake, to specify. That, that's the ultimate. Okay, how do we get bigger? Now there's three of them. <laughs> yeah. Do you remember in the video game where you had to fight them? It was so much fun. Mm-hmm. One of the best. Video game movie tie-ins, I would say. That uh, and I, I feel like not a lot of people talk enough about that game because that and uh, X Men Origins Wolverine are like the top two movie adaptations for me. 
<laughs> you got a shrug. That's all you get. Well, well, I don't know if it would. I get maybe the best for you. I I also play like the Lord, the Lord of the Rings EA games as well. I are- I didn't really get too much into those. Yeah, I, I, I haven't, I haven't played the X Men Origins Wolverine game tie in. The the three sixty version was fantastic. Maybe hmm. I'll check it out. That's an aside. Um, yeah, it was side but, yeah um, I I'd say I'd almost say that if you're going to enjoy the Peter Jackson movie, the game is a good accompaniment. And it's a good mix mm-hmm. of styles because yeah. you get um, you get the first person shooter stuff as. Um, Again, I'm terrible with names. It's you play as Driscoll, right? Yes, Jack Driscoll. Yeah, whoever Ad- Adrian Brody was in that movie. Uh, that was the first movie I ever saw with him in it, too. It was weird. Uh, and then, of course, you get like third person. I don't know, action adventure, beat 'em up, whatever you want to call it. When you get to play as Kong, I mean, spoilers, but you get to play through the New York sequence as Kong. It's great. And in bonus thing, you get to play it in an alternate version as Dr- Jack Driscoll flying a biplane as he shoots other biplanes to save Kong. <laughs> yep. I didn't know about that. Huh. Yeah, yeah you have to destroy the planes like uh, in a certain speed. Like if you can do it in a certain time, then you get like an alternate ending where you play as Jack Driscoll and you shoot down the other planes and Kong lives. But it's just oh, a bonus weird. thing. Kong goes back to Skull Island. And yeah. Yeah, it's just like a bonus alternate. It's just the speed thing. It's just if you can do it in time. That reminds me of the episode three game. I don't remember what you had to do, but you could get the alternate ending where Anakin wins. Uh, you have to like, play through it, I think, uh, mm-hmm. at least once. and then That game was also really good. It has some really cool lightsaber combat, which what is one happened? of them. Yeah. What happened to our video game tie-ins? What happened to them? Um... They Avengers started... didn't get one because it was canceled, and then they all died. <laughs> Dark Knight didn't get one because of Heath Ledger. Well, no, it wasn't Heath Ledger. It was just uh, they couldn't get it out in time. I think. Oh, I had read it had to do with Heath Ledger passing. Yeah, we got we got Arkham Asylum three years later. I think we're fine on that account. But what kind of math are you doing? Yeah, it was a year later. <laughs> Really? But Arkham is well? I said, I yeah, I think it was 2009. Yeah, yeah Dark Knight came out in 2008. Oh, yeah, you're right, it did. <laughs> Sorry. I thought. Anyways, we're on like a complete. Yeah, we're completely we're... off the rails. We're just talking about video game time. We're just. We're talking anyway, about. Anyway, Austin, tell us about. Austin, tell us about the dinosaur fight in the original King Kong. The dinosaur fight is awesome. And, that, and it's got the. Uh, it's got the classic Godzilla kill where he snaps its jaw. The classic Godzilla he, kill? Or King Kong kill where he snaps its jaw. And then he plays with it afterwards. <laughs> He's just like... Oh. Well, I just he wants to make sure that the jaw is broken. I know, but it's yeah, great. Well, it doesn't need to be there, but it just adds so much character. <laughs> it's great. Now I want to see Godzilla going around ripping people's jaws off with those, like, stubby arms. <laughs> Just like imagine, just like King Kong versus Godzilla in like a Mortal Kombat situation, like Jackson just rips the skull off and then just like King Kong like takes a, a cigar, just smokes it, and then just puts it out. Just Godzilla ra- rips his own face off and then breathes fire onto King Kong and kills him. Or no, okay. no, a lightning bolt comes down and empowers him, and then he has the power of electricity. That's how somebody's been watching too much of the original King Kong versus Godzilla. Anyway, 
Do we have anything else that we want to talk about with King Kong versus Godzilla? Because we've been or God damn it. <laughs> the original King Kong from nineteen thirty-three. Is that is there anything else that we want to talk about before we get to our score uh, for the movie? Um, uh, yes. My favorite just kind of like effect that doesn't hold up in the movie is when they kill um the is a Stegosaurus, I think. Um, and it's that shot where they're walking around it, and they're just kind of like, yeah, yeah. And the background's moving behind them, but it's moving really slow. <laughs> it was pretty funny. It's really funny. Like, it doesn't, it's not bad, I don't think. It's just funny. Like, it's just, yeah. you laugh at it now. Your machine guns just fire <laughs> at the background image and try to simulate action. But that was just that was those were the effects of the time. So. Yeah, exactly. Well, and that's the uh, the rear projection thing. It's just if they sped it up, maybe it would look a bit more real. It's just funny when you see them. They're like, can, can you imagine this? <laughs> the background just goes artificially made in like sixty frames per second. <laughs> can you imagine? Probably <laughs> ruined weird. some of the effects. Um, I, can't, I can't wait till like one hundred twenty frames per second, like. Retrospect, like retroactive filmmaking, where we just make things seem so unreal. Oh God, King Kong becomes like a forty-five minute long film. <laughs> well, even by too fast. Movie, movies even at thirty frames per second will look weird because a movie I remember, if I remember correctly, is like twenty-four frames per second. Yes, yes. It, the standard so any, format is twenty-four frames. Any per frames second. you add, the movie's going to look off. Like I've watched clips of movies that have been like put in sixty FPS, and it does not look good. It it gets to Uncanny Valley to a certain degree, if you understand where I'm going with that. It's like we see with our eyes at a very fast frame rate. Yes, so, we, we do see with our eyes. And the closer and closer cameras try to get to that, the more and more uncanny it seems. We register and we really know that it's not real because it seems to be. It just keeps approaching a point where it's like, uh, uh, and was <laughs> That's me trying to see the original animated Mulan film in like sixty frames per second, or something. I don't know. Uh, that was some not safe for work material. Let me tell you. Yeah, just clip that out, everyone. Oh no, <laughs> that's staying in. Whatever gets no, do. like he means clip it out so you can put it on something else. Oh, oh no. Um, okay, so, Milton, what are your... <laughs> it's Godzilla 2014, and Godzilla, like, opens up the creature's mouth, breathes down its throat, and then your reaction's just like... Oh. <laughs> <laughs> My point is it looks weird. My point All is... Alright, Milton, what are your final thoughts and score for King Kong from 1933? Uh, oh, I didn't even talk about the wall. The miniature stuff is great. I'll just quickly go over that. The sets are great. The designs are great. Anyway, for a score for this film, I would, I would say, um, it's tough because I look. At, it's hard for me to separate the history from this movie, but it just adds to the enjoyment for me. Um, I'm going to say a four out of five. I'm going to say a four out of five. I I'm actually going to give it a four out of five as well. Um. I really enjoyed this movie. And part of that might have been just I was surprised because I had no expectations going in. Um, this is exactly up my wheelhouse. I love monster movies. Um, 
I've always liked the like the plot of King Kong, especially the the island stuff. Even in the Peter Jackson film, is what's always drawn me most to this material, and this movie does it fantastically. Um, watch this one, and then watch the Peter Jackson version, and then go watch Kong Skull Island because it's a completely different thing. It just has the giant ape, and like it has nothing to do with like the story of King Kong. It has the big monk, <laughs> the to big fight monk, the big Godzilla. Well, that one's more uh, Moby Dick than anything else. I'm gonna be the only. I'm gonna be the one that's separate from you guys then for scores. I'm gonna give it a four point five. Oh, well, interesting! How dare you diverge from our great reviews? <laughs> okay, fuck you guys. <laughs> so then, I, I'm curious, uh, Austin, if you're able to, what would you give the Peter Jackson version? I think a four. Okay. So you like the original just slightly better? Yes. Okay. I would I would agree. I think that the Peter Jackson version runs a little long in some sections. You can trim down the fat a bit. Mm-hmm. I don't particularly need to see King Kong and, and fake the ice skating. Cake. Yeah, yeah. That, that scene, with, that, you can cut that out. I, I also think that. the biplane scene goes on a little too long by the end of it. Um, in the uh, Peter Jackson one. But that's that's a whole other thing, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'd probably um, give I'd probably give that one a four point five. So like, I'm the opposite of Austin. Like I said, his version's really good. It's just, and I think it's like on purpose. It's just kind of uh, self indulgent in places because he's trying to take this movie that he loves and turn it into this huge epic, like what he did with Lord of the Rings. But it already was. <laughs> I mean, yep. it's it's a great movie, but I don't know if it's an epic. It's an epic in the same way that he Austin's using the word epic. Um. Okay. So Austin, tell us about Godzilla from nineteen fifty four. Yep, nineteen fifty four. Okay. Um. <laughs> well, uh, there goes to huh. That was just a twitch, nothing. Oh, said, uh, well, there goes Tokyo. They say he's got to go, go, go Godzilla. Um, <laughs> Why did we even bring you on the show? <laughs> and that, that's the movie. Obsessed. You've been obsessed with that song all week. What? <laughs> I think I've mentioned it once all week. That was right now. No, you've mentioned it before. That was because you and I watched King of the Monsters in which they play that song, and I said, oh, this cover is bad. Was that the only time? Okay, maybe, apparently I've got dementia tonight. I don't know. God damn it. I swear Um, you've mentioned it more than that, but it's whatever. Tell us about That song is also awesome. It is awesome. that That is basically the movie... Japan exists and Godzilla shows up and he's gonna wreck it. Yeah. So obviously this is a much <laughs> I would also say this is a simple film, at least on the surface. But obviously this is very uh of it I also of its time, but it's a very much a like a anti nuclear bomb mission uh movie. It's very much dealing with Japan's history or what Japan was doing at that time, yeah. Yeah, um, and I, if I were allowed to describe this film in one word, it would be haunting. <laughs> yes, 
it, I'd say it's even more of a horror film than King Kong is, actually. Absolutely. 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 Um, and, and I take the stakes of the film very seriously. The film does that for me, especially. I would, this is one of the movies, horror movies of big monsters, where I can take the human characters very seriously because they actually seem to act like real people. Mm-hmm. Well, and even uh, there was a part, it's right after the big uh, Godzilla attack in the city. <laughs> And um, we're seeing the fallout of people, and there's just this little kid just screaming, and there's just a moment where I just stopped and was like, oh my god. <laughs> yeah, the kid screaming for her mother was like, wow. Great job, filmmakers. You got an emotional impulse out of me. Well yeah, done. and with a child actor in 1954. <laughs> and I, I, I think one of this movie's strongest suits as well is sound. Um, because Godzilla's roar, which would later go on and become iconic, in this movie, it's like it's raw and loud and overpowering. So it feels like you're there. But then, for instance, much like Milton's typing, uh, when we're <laughs> but anyway, um, ver- versus like the scene we just we were just talking about with the girl crying for her mom, it's almost completely silent, other than some background noise. And this movie really knows how to use sound to its advantage. And what's amazing is, because obviously with King Kong, they got actual animal sound effects for uh, King Kong. Mm-hmm. But uh, Do you guys know what the classic Godzilla roar is? Uh-uh. Tell us, Austin. What is it? It is a person with, um, I think it's like a glove they use to like clean dishes with. Rubbing their hand down a cello. Yeah. I, I I believe you, but I need to like see this before I can like imagine it. <laughs> oh, I mean just imagine you know with how a violin is with kind of how some of the strings work with certain frequencies. You rub it down a bit and you just you slow the pitch down. Then yeah. You get yeah, that, that like, like like I said, I'm not doubting him. It's just it's something I, I need to see because that sounds amazing. Yeah, it might not be specifically a cello, but it, it is one of those stringed instruments. It's somebody rubbing just down the down the string. With a Obviously, no. one of I the have best. A here. Don't <laughs> Can we recreate it? Let's find out. Um, obviously, one mic. of the greatest, just like <laughs> roars or like sounds in a film ever. Uh, it's very iconic, um, and it, and it's amazing by what like what it actually is <laughs> that it's as powerful as it is. Uh, yeah, another thing I I guess some people could not like about 2014 Godzilla is that the roar is so different. That could probably be another reason why they might is it know, it it is very different as someone who has seen like the comparisons between each of them. Um, okay, so I have a thing with the Monster vs. Godzilla roar, which is that at the end of it, there's that, like, like sound effect. And for the longest time, I thought that was, like, a little guitar riff in the uh, in the soundtrack that they did every time he roared, in that just in that film. And then it continued past it, and I realized, like, oh, no, that's supposed to be a sound effect at the end of his roar. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, it's it, hard to explain when you're not listening to it. Yeah, um, it never bothered like, me to be honest. 
it doesn't bother me especially, but like I find they also carry it uh, like a lot longer. Will he'll roar for like a minute straight no, and no, it's a not, little awkward. Oh yeah, not that like noise you notice. I just mean the roar being if it is like being slightly different. Like I feel like it, it still carries that same I guess tone of the original of like the original Godzilla. Not this movie, because this movie's roar is very is played differently. But I mean from the roar what you get in movies like Godzilla versus King Kong. The original. Sure. Well, I, mean, I would love are, to see what's that sir? They are slightly different between each film, as I've noticed, yeah. but most of them have the same uh origin. Just depends how the American hand American. goes. So, just real quick, since we're on the topic of Roar, one thing I hate about the original King Kong versus Godzilla is they have him roar like sixty times in a row aged when he's with when he's fighting King Kong. <laughs> and it's like, okay, minimize, minimize. <laughs> Cause I think I feel like there's just scenes of them standing there roaring at each other. <laughs> it's two guys in suits. Yeah. Playing grab ass. <laughs> but like when I saw 2014 in the theater, the roar was like deafening. I would love to see this original film in the theater because I think it would even top that. I would too. Um or even just the sounds they use for him stomping, which is very effective. Yeah. Um it was giving me some Jaws uh, vibes in that. Like, obviously, that's later, but just in the sense where you're building to it, where you're like, "Oh God, like it's coming." <laughs> well, and King Kong, of course, has characters, and like they're they're very well written. But that movie is still very much about the spectacle of like the island and the creatures. Whereas I feel like this takes a different approach. It's very character driven, but then you've got the spectacle, but it's also played more for horror. Um, yeah. in it's, this movie, yeah, they actually support each other rather than clashing against each other, as definitely a lot of the Toho sequels have done. Um, I would say it still astounds me after watching this movie that Godzilla is what he is now after this movie. Well, it, it's kind of amazing. I was thinking about it the other day that because obviously he's a symbol for the nuclear attack in uh, in Japan. It's amazing that he ended up becoming this kind of superhero in Japan where he goes around protecting Tokyo from other monsters. <laughs> That's just a very strange juxtaposition. It, it's no wonder why I like the Shin Godzilla movie because that is that is a true Godzilla remake slash sequel kind of thing, I would say. It's very much someone who like it, it's That movie I would almost equate to the Peter Jackson remake of king kong it's not an even comparison but it is somebody taking that original idea and doing their own thing with it yeah and i don't think america would ever make something like shin godzilla because godzilla is so recognizable and that movie throws it all out and is like no this is our version and they take those those themes and that kind of fear of the original film updates it and then everything with Godzilla himself is almost completely reinvented. Yeah, the the rumored production about Shin Godzilla said that it was kind of ended abruptly because they wanted to do more. 
there would have been more forms for Godzilla to the point where he could actually, he would have become humanoid and then like a hive consciousness and then would transform more to the point where he would eventually just become the universe itself. He would okay, transcend so... the laws of physics and everything and essentially just big bang things. Like again, I... it would just spiral. So that's probably what the ending with his tail is, right? Because you get the we see his tail, and there's like all the people at the end of it. I think, if I remember correctly, something like that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, me personally, that's a little too far for a Godzilla movie. I get that they're doing their own thing, but stop with the giant lizard. Like, I don't need to see Godzilla become the universe. <laughs> Well, the reason why I can understand what they were doing with that is because, especially dealing with, like, nuclear technology, and the fact that man is essential. The idea is man fulfills his own doom. And especially, and that's the big theme, um, I would say. And that's we, fine, you know, but at some point you've taken the idea too far. Or well, at least you, you're you're taking an existing property too far from what it was. Well, I think there's an argument to be made that Shin Godzilla goes way farther. That's why I don't think uh, it's something that they would make in America. No, I'm, I I agree with you about Shin Godzilla itself. I'm talking about the stuff they didn't get to do. No, no, I know. But I'm saying, like, it's already completely reinventing. Uh, but we should probably jump on to the actual original yeah. film. <laughs> the, the last thing I want to say about Shin Godzilla is a comparison to the to the original. Mm-hmm. Is Shin Godzilla obviously is very much a love letter to this movie. But the thing that I hated about Shin Godzilla that I love about this one is Godzilla always looks like a threat. I couldn't take Sh- Godzilla and Shin Godzilla's like first two forms seriously because doesn't one of them have like googly eyes? And it's like a cocoon. The belly crawling one certainly has googly eyes in it. I couldn't take that. <laughs> See, seriously. for me, it's so uncanny valley that it's really creepy. <laughs> just like, oh, I don't want that thing near me. Well, see, I didn't even when when I watched it, I didn't even realize it was Godzilla. And I think I was like just casually chatting in Discord with you about it, and then it transformed, and I was like, wait a minute, that's Godzilla. But anyway, the original movie, um, obviously, very much of its time holds up wonderful. Um, mm-hmm. Austin, what? When did you first see this movie? Um, challenging oh. is dementia. Probably shortly after twenty fourteen, because that was the first real Godzilla film I ever saw. And then that, I got the, um, I think it was a Criterion release. It was a DVD set um, of a few of them. And I watched that one, Raids Again, um, Mothra vs. Godzilla, Ghidorah the Three-Headed Monster, and Invasion of uh, Astro Monster. Like, all, like, kind of back-to-back. Yeah. Within, like, a few weeks. Yeah. Okay. And so, and obviously, of course, they they're very minimalized in their use of Godzilla here. He's used just as much as he's needed. Obviously, for self indulgent reasons, I wish he was more in the in the movie more, but that would ruin what they're doing with this movie. That's just yeah. a I like Godzilla. I like seeing him on screen. Um, well, it's a pretty different design in this movie, um, sure. comparative at least in the face, not so much the body. I admittedly uh, had a hard time seeing some of him. Uh, 
at least in on the HBO Max transfer, which is what I watched, some of the shots are dark enough it's almost hard to make out some of the details. Uh, oh, interesting. I have that big book set they put out a few years ago, with, or maybe like two years ago, uh, from Criterion, and it, it looks really good. I keep meaning to get that, but it's it's like 130 bucks. Yeah, I got it when it was like... Actually, no, I think it was about that. <laughs> but now they have two for Gamera, and I'm excited to get those. Yeah, I need to. I need to get. I need to see more Godzilla films. Um, honestly, so I first encountered this movie. I I kept hearing about it. Then I saw a DVD in my library because they had a movie section in a library. <laughs> sure, and um, the I library decided, doesn't. And I decided not to take it with me. Huge mistake. And then I had the opportunity to see it at some point, and I watched a little bit of it, and then I just forgot to pick it up. Another huge mistake. So I finally finished it, and I'm finally glad that I've, I have, because it's been a fantastic experience. Um, um, I also will say, I've never seen the American version, or like the dubbed version. I know they add scenes. That's why I called it the American one. Um, I've yeah, it's one of those things where I just don't care enough. I've only ever watched the original. And I made that mistake with Raids again when I watched that. I was like, oh, I'll watch the dubbed version. And I made it like 20 minutes in, and they're like, oh, God, it's Gigantus. Run! <laughs> it's like, wait. People what? and your dubs over subs thing, you need to always seek out the subs. Always no, seek out the subs. That's, that's what I... I made that mistake You're with Raids again and never made it watch... again. You're lecturing lecturing someone about subs versus dubs who, who doesn't even watch anime. Yeah, that, that's fair. But yeah, that's how, I, you, that's how I watch most foreign films, though, is sub. Yeah. I I take it a case-by-case basis. I've, I watched the original version for this, mostly because I think that's the only one on HBO Max. I, I could be wrong. The but American also, version. I don't want to watch the American version because it's inherently a different film. It's a uh, bastardized version. Yeah. Now, I did watch the American version for King Kong vs. Godzilla, because that's the only thing I could find. Um, we'll, we'll get into that a little bit later. That'll be a very quick discussion. Um, I, I admit, again, with this movie, I'm having trouble remembering some of the plot elements. Um, part of that It's is... a lot of just Godzilla attacks something, and we react to it, and we just kind of deal with our characters and how they're, yeah. they're dealing with what's happening. Part of that is since Saturday, I've watched like seven Godzilla movies. <laughs> uh, well, because we watched the three that we did. No, sorry. Two, six Godzilla movies. We watched the two uh, MonsterVerse movies. I watched this one. I watched King Kong versus Godzilla. I feel like I watched another one, but my mind is blanking now. But anyway, I, I've got like a bunch of different Godzilla movies all up in my head right now. Well, exactly this is the King one. <laughs> this this is okay. So this is the best one. I won't dispute that. It is not my favorite one, but it is the best one. No, Godzilla is one of those things where whenever you rank the movies, you kind of have to take this one off because it's automatically number one. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So just out of curiosity, no, no point of even mentioning it. Like it's just yes. Is... No, obviously the original is the best one. <laughs> okay. So just out of curiosity, what is everyone's favorite Godzilla film? With uh, Invasion of 
it's Astro Monster, I think, is the American title. It's it's the one where they all go to space and fight King Ghidorah. It's great. That's all. That sounds awesome. So I have exactly three films in my head because I've not seen any of the others. <laughs> but I will get into it. I will. It's just trying to tackle Toho's entire scope of all these movies. <laughs> it's like, where do I begin? Um, but yeah, this one I obviously think is the best. So I'm going to so I'm going to say I've enjoyed it the most. Um, but I appreciate Shin Godzilla, um, and I think it has some great stuff in it as well. Um, Godzilla versus King Kong is stupid, but it's it, some of it's fun. Some of it makes me laugh. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. For me, it's obviously this. Like I said, it's number one just automatically. And then it's uh, the one that I said, and then it's Ghidorah the Three-Headed Monster. Okay, cool. Is, Which has is... Godzilla and Rodan basically playing volleyball with a rock for like 45 minutes. <laughs> so <laughs> mine... shows up and is like, hey assholes, we gotta fight Ghidorah. Stop <laughs> doing that. <laughs> mine is Godzilla 2000, which I watched quite a bit on uh, VHS as a kid. Um, that's all 2000. Yeah, it was the Toho answer to the '98 American film. No, that uh, is no, that is Final Wars. No, Final Wars is later. 2000 is the one directly after. Oh, sorry. You're thinking because they fight. Yes, yeah. that's what I'm thinking. But 2000 of. also mentions the '98 one because I think it's 2000. There's a line where somebody says. Godzilla attacked New York once, and somebody goes, no, he didn't. They just think he did, but it wasn't really Godzilla. So I I love lines like that because I, I, I will admit I grew up watching 98 as well. I was like six years old when that movie came out. When you're six years old and that's your first exposure to the name Godzilla, like you think it's awesome. Um, I've kind of divorced Godzilla from that movie. And maybe now I wouldn't like it because I haven't seen it in a while. But like up until as a teenager, I watched that movie religiously and I just like separate it from Godzilla. The only good thing about Godzilla 98 <laughs> is that it's basically a Simpsons reunion and that like half of the cast of that show is in that movie for some reason. <laughs> and I don't but, know uh, why. That sounds hilarious. And it sounds awesome. But uh, Which, one thing... um, I meant to mention it with the last film, but if you guys haven't seen the King Kong parody they do on The Simpsons for one of the Trias of Horrors, it's brilliant. And they do the King Kong zoom in face shot like 50 times in like the seven minute short. And it's always just the same reused animation, and it's awesome. <laughs> I still remember uh, you know, the Ultimate Showdown of Ultimate Destiny. One of the most classic YouTube oh, of videos course. of all time, and just Godzilla is front and center. Godzilla took a bite out of Optimus Prime, like Scruff McGruff took a bite out of crime. Heck yeah! <laughs> so one thing that this movie is very good at doing as well is just showing the damage that, like, this Godzilla is a force of nature. Yes, um, a vengeful force of nature. Uh, he does. He there is no reason for it. There is no. Like, logic behind it is he just <coughs> goes. <laughs> There's no real stopping it either, yeah. Yeah, he will continue to do as so, he will unless 
someone makes the sacrifice. Um, okay, so we're obviously we're going to spoil this as well because this is the main thing I can't remember. So I'm just going to be like a seven-year-old film by this point. We might as well. It's, it's you know. fine if if you're wanting to avoid. 88 other Godzilla films, so... <laughs> yeah, uh, how does this movie... Like, how do they end this movie? I, I cannot it's remember. It's with the Oxygen Destroyer. Yeah, um, so we have our young, aspiring doctor who understands, I've created something that could be even worse than nuclear arms, which <laughs> puts huge moral quandaries on him to the point where if I even discuss this with people, I could be putting the world in danger that's even greater than any Godzilla could unleash upon the world. Mm-hmm. And he creates the oxygen destroyer and says, okay, if I'm going to use this in this way, I have to make sure that I destroy all records of this and I have to kill myself at the end of this. He makes this conclusion early on and then he fulfills it at the end when he uses the oxygen oxygen destroyer to basically just kill Godzilla. Okay. okay. Yeah, one of the only films, which in a, a Godzilla film, which Godzilla dies. Yep. Probably isn't the only and they one? do a follow up to this in one of the one of the movies where the skeleton of this Godzilla is the base for uh, Mecha Godzilla. Hmm. Oh, interesting. The me- I, I've always loved Mecha Godzilla just on a design level, uh, so I really should watch those movies because that first one's on HBO Max. Yeah, sequel uh, to Shin Godzilla, that Godzilla versus the Ultimate Apex, like. Mecha Godzilla Predator, just battle the mounted space or something like that. That would uh, be great. Sure. <laughs> I I don't know. Like I like Shin Godzilla. Don't get me wrong. I'm still not a big fan of their like Godzilla itself. If that makes sense. Like it's a great movie. Don't get me wrong, but I don't know. Like it, it's I don't know. It's not mm-hmm. Godzilla. <laughs> With this film. Uh, <laughs> Austin's like, I want to talk about this one. <laughs> when are we going to get to the fireworks factory? What is uh, that from? Huh? Red Light Media. Oh, that's yeah. from The Simpsons. Oh, oh, that one? Oh, I thought it was Red Light Media. Sorry. Get they out do here, reference Bill. that. They probably reference it. So, you know. Okay. But yeah. anyway, what were you going to say about Godzilla from the original? I was just going to say, talk about the effects in it, because just like. Uh, King Kong, they do a mix of like miniatures and stuff, and it all looks really great. And obviously, they couldn't afford to do the stop motion, which is why they have a guy in a suit. But I think they do a good job of shooting it so it never feels like it's just some dude in a suit walking around. And I'm actually gonna say, oh, sorry, uh, real quick, just to capitalize on what Austin was saying, I'm actually glad that they didn't. Because I think something like claymation would have ruined the the horror of this. Because yeah, it's a guy in a suit, but it's shot in a way that still feels like a real giant lizard is attacking Tokyo. Um, so I'm glad that they were forced to go that route. Yeah, it was a smart route as well. And this is a film that's gray and black and white for one of these reasons, especially because Godzilla does most of his stuff at night which makes great use of lighting techniques to make sure that we don't see as much of the guy in the suit you know, mm-hmm. any more than we need to to get the effect of Godzilla's presence in the shots yeah. that he's in. And there's just great use of miniatures where you're getting to destroy lots of that stuff <laughs> just constantly, and it's awesome. 
Yeah. <laughs> and it's... I think the thing I respect most about this movie is this little, like, I'm assuming very low-budget horror flick from Japan has spawned one of the most just successful franchises in history. Like, Godzilla is a pop culture icon. It just hit it at the right spot during an economic boom right after Japan got slapped really hard at, out of World War II. It was, uh, yeah, it was a resurgence of their culture. Yeah. yeah. I Again, also you can't... can't have this without that like horrific uh, disaster at the end of World War II. So, so it's yeah, very yeah. much about that. Yeah, that's how we're, we, we were justified to bomb Hiroshima. We got Godzilla. <laughs> That's a terrible thing to say, but... I also can't also... believe that less than ten years later, King Kong vs. Godzilla came out. <laughs> Milton's gonna... When we're done, he's gonna go and edit a version of just footage of Hiroshima <laughs> to the Blue Oyster Cult <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> oh, man. Nagasaki, jeez. Uh, oh, so... no. They say he's got to go, 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 Godzilla. No, what what I would do is, um, you know, um, Doctor Strange love the guy writing the bomb, which shows. <laughs> that's terrible. So anyway, um, the, anyway, because so this movie obviously sets the president of Godzilla is not the good guy, uh, which lasts up through at least King Kong versus Godzilla. Is it right after that, uh, Austin, that he starts to become like the good guy? Uh, um, yes, uh, no, because Mothra is like the protector character, and Godzilla's like an asshole, and Ghidorah the three-headed dragon, um, that's like a whole thing is Mothra has to like get him and Rodan to stop fighting so that he can actually come and help fight Ghidorah, but you also get stuff like, um, GMK, uh, Godzilla, Mothra, King Ghidorah, Giant Monsters, All Out Attack, the greatest titled film of all time. <laughs> I say that five times five. <laughs> oh, nice. It does exist. Okay, yeah. There it is does a, exist. There are plenty of Godzilla alignment charts. <laughs> um, but in Godzilla, Mothra, King Ghidorah, Giant Monsters, All Out Attack, uh, they reverse they reverse it and they make Godzilla the villain and King Ghidorah as like an Earth protector in that movie. Weird. I, I really want to go through these movies at some point. I've been in a big kaiju mood since Saturday night uh, when we watched I, the. I need to see more kaiju movies with people. Which, you know, I will say if there's one thing I love about the you know, the MonsterVerse movies, is they they get the kaiju stuff so right in those movies. At least after. Well, John, if you're that excited, I want to hear you be the one to say Godzilla, Mothra, King Ghidorah, Giant Monsters, All Out Attack five times fast. Oh. No, I can't even say a sentence with like I'll admit I just I give up. <laughs> That's one of those movies where you have to say the title every time because it's ridiculous. So it's like an entire paragraph. Austin, is there anything else that you want to talk about with the original Godzilla or give your final thoughts? Uh yeah. Uh one of the scenes I really like in this is Godzilla's destroying uh, Tokyo, which is a very powerful scene. And you have the uh, the newscaster, I think. I think he's on, might be on the radio. He's commentating on the whole thing. And he's watching as Godzilla slowly comes to him and he knocks the tower that he's on over. And I think that's 
that seems really great. Exactly. Milton, any anything else that you want to discuss or final thoughts? Um, final thoughts, I would say, if you want to make a good Godzilla movie, make sure that the human element actually helps support the monster element, too. Don't forget that this is... You can make a great film that has big, dumb action in it. You can do that. This film proves that you can do this. You don't have to make terrible Godzilla movies. I... I... I will admit I'm lowering my standards somewhat, but with as, especially with Godzilla movies, as long as the monster action's good, I'm satisfied. But we can have both, and my point is is that it's not impossible to have both. No, it is impossible. Yeah. No, this film proves you wrong, John. You're wrong. <laughs> I will also add, if you want to be like a big, serious, look how important we are movie... You can't just be schlock, which is what 2014 doesn't understand, and that it's it is like a schlocky Godzilla film, but it's also a look how important and serious this is, and I don't think those tones work together in that movie. Well, you'll notice you don't want to drop far on the other end. I mean to say, well, and you notice they dropped that immediately (laughs) because by the next Godzilla movie, it knows exactly what it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not to say that there's anything wrong with a big dumb action movie too. We get the new Godzilla versus King Kong. Um, it is what it is. It acknowledges what it is, and it tries to just do what it does as best as it can. That, yeah, that, and that's that's that, what uh, that's what invasion of uh, <clears throat> it's either invasion of Monster Zero or invasion of Astro Monster. I can't remember what the exact title is. Mm-hmm. But it's very much that, where it's like they just go to the moon and they beat up King Ghidorah a bit, and they go to Earth and they beat him up some more. <laughs> and Godzilla dances at one point, which is perfect. <laughs> a dance of joy. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's where he does the famous where he's like... He does the safety dance. <laughs> yeah, I was about to sing it, and I realized I can't. Anyways, so final <laughs> thoughts and review and score. I'm okay. This is re- my score is based purely on entertainment alone. I'm gonna give this one a three point five. Ow! God, <laughs> I'll give this a four point five out of five. That's what I'm gonna go with. I'm giving both films the same score. <laughs> I'd say I'd say Godzilla has a bit of an edge over King Kong for me, just a little, just a little. Yeah, they they're hard films to compare for me because they're both doing such wildly different things. This one's a more impactful film, but I I like both of them for what they're doing. Pretty I would really equally. Godzilla might nudge uh, King Kong out. It's very like <laughs> I, I think Godzilla is more for even film that I would say King Kong is personally. That's fair. I really want to put an asterisk next to my review as well as I shouldn't have watched it at one a.m. when I was exhausted because uh, that is not a movie to watch when you're just ready to go to sleep. <laughs> no, like John was expecting the Common Core Toho Godzilla, not the original one. That's well, really no, I... then subtitle started and he was like, "What the fuck is this a book?" Or am I watching a film? 
Well, I've seen this before. I knew what to expect. Um, I just, I didn't expect myself to be so tired after we ended the stream last night. I thought I would have a, uh, enough energy to. You, you I know. through some gaming sections. I would imagine you would have wanted to relax a little bit. Yeah. Uh, I'm telling you. But anyway, I, I, I'm going to get that Criterion collection as soon as I can. Go. I want to revisit this movie, especially since the Criterion Collection is probably the definitive way to watch the original, um, and do it while I'm, you know, awake. Uh, if you guys don't follow me on Letterbox, feel free. It's subject eight seven nine. I will post a review of the movie there after I've had another viewing with it because I very much feel like my my score for this could change with another viewing. Um. So we're going to do a little bit of a bonus segment. This has been a, probably the longest episode we've done, mostly just because we've been, you know, just chatting about whatever. Uh, yeah, so you guys didn't think that these two films were big enough to... No, uh... no. He didn't. <laughs> I was just okay with adding a third film if you guys wanted to. I did think that, and I was wrong. <laughs> Yeah, the second you guys said uh, we should do three films, I was like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> those those two original films have so much meat on them. Yeah, so, I, I thought I'd make it some more meat on the bones with King Kong versus Godzilla, the original one, <laughs> than I thought. Then I realized, oh no, this film is terrible. <laughs> this film oh. is <laughs> Okay, so since the new Godzilla versus Kong, and I... Can I just say how happy I am that they gave it a sli- at least a slightly different title just to differentiate from the original movie? Thank um, you for doing that, because more people should do that. But anyway, oh. uh, we're going to talk just very briefly about the original Godzilla vs. King Kong. Um, this was my first of the original like Japanese Godzilla King Kong movies, uh, but obviously I've only seen the American dub. Milton, which version did you watch? I also saw the dub. Okay. And I'm assuming same for you, Austin, when you saw it a few years ago? Mm, no, I think I've... I feel like I watched it subbed, because like I said, after Godzilla Raids again, I was like, I will never watch these dubbed again. See, the only thing <laughs> that it might early be... early Godzilla films are all trashed by the uh, dubs. Yeah, I'm sure the later ones are probably fine, but the original ones... They completely fuck with the movie. Like I said, uh, Raids Again has changed to be uh, Gigantus the Fire Monster. So they call him Gigantus throughout the entire film. Uh, Godzilla vs. Mothra or Mothra vs. Godzilla. There's two films. They use both of those titles. I don't remember which one the first one is. It might be Mothra vs. Godzilla. Is t- retitled to be like Godzilla vs. The Thing. <laughs> it's just like... That's a great title, guys. <laughs> um, so, the only thing is, the Japanese dub of that movie is really hard to find. So I'm wondering if it was the American one you saw of that. I've done the Japanese sub already, but... Well, but it's, really. it, it's not as hard... Okay. it was A few years ago, it was harder to find, but since Criterion released it, because it's in that box set that you have, um, because... The the original this movie is notoriously like not well preserved. <laughs> like apparently the original negatives are really bad. Um, I'm gonna I'm not gonna say this is a great movie. In fact, it's like the first half is really terrible. It's just there to get Kong to Japan. Um, 
the fight is really fun. Like, I, I don't understand certain things, like why Godzilla claps all the time. But well, that's it, why the American version adds the line where they're like, Godzilla has like a peanut brain, is to explain why he's constantly clapping. <laughs> oh, okay. I mean, it's. I wish they hadn't called attention to him, but I, I guess. They're like, Godzilla's very stupid. So then you see him and he's just walking around like. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, well, they're not wrong. I, yeah, I mean, they can't say they're wrong. He comes off very stupid in this movie. And I think part of it also is like the suits in this movie are kind of bad. At least, like, in the face. Is both. Godzilla well, that's, King isn't Kong. that the like peak era of uh, Cookie Monster Godzilla, where he just has Cookie Monster's face, or is that a little bit after? It's uh, uh, it, it doesn't look great, but King Kong looks worse. King Kong looks a hundred times pretty bad. Yeah, <laughs> so bad in this movie. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I realized, oh yeah, I never want to see King Kong, a guy in a King Kong suit. It looks bad. I don't think that... I, okay, so with the Kong suit... Well, I would have think... been so much better if he was stop-motioned, and he was, like, 15 feet tall. I, mean, I guess it has to be considering the scene, but you could have improved the design of the costume a bit, I would think. Mm-hmm. Uh... Well, and they got real creative with some of that stuff, uh, especially with characters like Mothra or King Ghidorah, where they have to be, like, a little bit crazier with their... Uh, their design but yeah the the budget for this film was twelve thousand dollars in u.s currency Mm -hmm. i don't profit in u.s currency at the time box office three million dollars one hundred and ninety three thousand dollars that's a good return (laughs) that's insane well and i don't know how much you know about these early godzilla films but there's a point where the budget really starts to hurt them, and you eventually get stuff like one of the Godzilla films is just a clip show, and it's a movie. Like they so, released a clip show as a movie. <laughs> so, it's just like a few scenes that kind of link it together. But you go from like different Godzilla fight to different Godzilla fight, and it's just one's re. Reused from other movies. <laughs> so to comment first, I don't think the King Kong suit itself is bad. I think it's the face part that's bad because it looks he looks like he's on drugs. Secondly, <laughs> yeah. so I was looking for a picture of, of the costumes and I found the VHS box art that sold me this movie. And look how misleading that is. Hold on, I can't really see that. Oh wow, this Wow, the eight. It looks like the seventies Kong. Yeah, yeah, it does. That what? is the box set they sold me on this movie. That's that is so misleading. <laughs> but no, uh, to answer you your watch question, the movie and it's like the fat Thor of King Kongs. To answer your question, this is not the Cookie uh, Cookie Monster eyed uh, era. It's... Oh, okay. I I thought that was later, but I couldn't remember. Off the top of my head. Because that's uh, my favorite, just like goofy looking Godzilla. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but uh the the new King Kong versus Godzilla is making profits. It's in it's already exceeded like like a hundred and twenty 
million dollars. Is that what you mean? Yeah, it was at one twenty two um mm-hmm. uh, before it really opened. Like yesterday when I looked it was at one twenty two million and that was just based off of uh, like foreign markets. Yeah. Um obviously so it's definitely going to be kind of the first big movie of uh Corona. Obviously I I'm the only one here who's seen it so I won't spoil anything but uh if you haven't seen it go go see it it's fantastic. Um does uh does King Kong get hit by a lightning bolt and then that empowers him for some reason? Do you know why that happens, Milton? Do you know the backstory to that? No. Uh, so, so this film was originally supposed to be Godzilla versus Frankenstein, and that is just a carryover from that script. <laughs> okay, so here's the weird thing: is I was looking at this. Um... <laughs> Can you imagine that though? Godzilla versus you have to expand him even more than you have to do King Kong. <laughs> So according to Wikipedia, though, you I were wrong this about 400 that. 400-foot-tall man out of reused body parts. You were Sorry. wrong about that because apparently the original script was Kong versus Frankenstein. Oh, it was Kong versus Frankenstein. Oh, that's so that means that Godzilla got the Kong role and Kong got the Frankenstein role. <laughs> <laughs> apparently, apparently, the concept was uh, developed by the original uh, the original stop motion animator um, from the thirty three film. Toho, what are you doing, where, guys? Where Kong would fight against a giant Frankenstein monster in San Francisco. Um, and then and I think Frankenstein different- is in um, King Kong Escapes, so like Doctor Frank. I think there's. A reference to that? Let me look this up. Hold on. Okay. So, but while you're, almost... while you're doing that, but basically a bunch of different things happened, a bunch of different proposals, and eventually it came to what we got of Godzilla versus King Kong. So I still don't understand why Kong has lightning powers, but I'm pretty sure it's because, and I can't remember where I heard this, so I can't cite any sources, but I have heard it is because they felt like Kong was too underpowered to fight Godzilla, so they gave him that to give him an even playing field. Well, I mean, he is, to be fair. Yeah, yeah, he absolutely is. He is like a hundred feet too short, and he has no real power, unlike Godzilla, who's a walking nuke, yeah, <laughs> and a giant lizard. <laughs> And, uh, I mean, even the new one, they size him up, but they have to give him that weird battle axe thing in order to kind of power him up. Yeah, Yeah, because otherwise there's there's no chance in hell where Godzilla would lose. Well, it's the Batman versus Superman thing, right? Where no matter what, you have to give Batman, like, some sort of in for how he can even fight Superman. Because it's so one-sided, there's no fight there. The difference is that I root for Godzilla. <laughs> well, it is interesting. Awesome. <laughs> it is interesting that you mentioned that because this is this like clash up or clash of, of Kong versus Godzilla. I feel it was very much the Batman versus Superman of like the kaiju world. Sure, like Godzilla's fought all kinds of monsters, but like it's a almost a different feeling when you when you get to see him fight Kong. It's like America versus Japan. That's what I was going to say. It's more America versus Japan than anything else. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and if it were, it would have been America versus Germany if it were Godzilla or King Kong versus Frankenstein. 
But <laughs> my my favorite part of the American dub is where not only they call Godzilla stupid to explain the clapping, but they explain why King Kong is smarter than him. Yeah, they say that, but at the same time, and this is also a really bizarre thing. It's like <laughs> just just with all America versus Japan thing, our American opponent has to be drugged with liquid morphine <laughs> every so often just to make him docile. I can't imagine him being oh, still taking any sort of intelligence after just drinking this narcotic for so there's long. There's some like weird and there's some weird stuff with like the Kong mythology in this movie. Obviously, I know like you can't take these movies on like a serious, especially this one, on like a serious level at all. But like, what's up with the song that puts him to sleep? Um, well, that sounds like it's just a very Japanese thing because. Um... Godzilla versus or Terror of Mechagodzilla. One of them, there's like a song that wakes up King Caesar. Okay. And then he wakes up and he gets his ass kicked throughout the whole movie. So it's like, I don't even know why he was there. <laughs> um, but you get stuff like that. Like, I think the Mothra girls have songs here and there in and different then, movies. So that just sounds yep. like it's the Japanese thing. And then the, the whole thing with the Islanders is just. I think it's supposed to be funny, but it's just kind of weird. Well, it's We're slightly thinking. less racist than the 1933 version, I guess. Do you remember any of that? Crazy Austin? black man been here. Do you remember any <laughs> of the stuff with the Islanders? Do you remember any of the stuff with with the Islanders in King Kong versus Godzilla? No, but I'm guessing it's all a bunch of Japanese people painted up, though, right? Yes, mm-hmm. and the the way they win them over is they give them all cigarettes. And they go out no, of their no. way to sh- they go no, out of they the- give them radio first, and then they do the cigarettes. But, well, know. radio did kill the video star, but uh... but anyway, what the thing that co- got me and it's kind of funny in almost a satirical way. And I've heard that the original Japanese version of this movie is very much a satire, um, and then the American version just butchers all of that by cutting out most of it. Um. They give this little kid like three cigarettes and just send him off to get one cancer, apparently. And then that's how they get they're able to get access to Kong because they've given the people cigarettes. Well, most of the people in that story probably die of radiation poisoning anyway. So, um, or smallpox. Yeah. <laughs> that's um, what they loaded those cigarettes with. But obviously, um... the the, uh, <laughs> the the like highlight of this movie is fight. How do you guys feel about the fight on its own? Uh, the fight is hilarious. The fight uh, is there, hilarious. Are just so, there are so many just moments in that fight. Like you can break down a top ten just moments in that fight scene <laughs> where you get stuff like the always classic King Kong shoving the tree down Godzilla's throat. <laughs> but but it's a guy. It's a guy with a mask, so like he doesn't have a throat, so it just hits that mask, and they just it's just, like, stuck there, and they just shake for a second. Um, there's the, there's, like, the three seconds where it turns into stop motion, where Godzilla jumps up and kicks King Kong. <laughs> and it's just, like, the Godzilla toy that you can get, like, at the dollar store. <laughs> and it's just, there are just so many little moments here and there. There's you know, King Kong, where they're flying him in, and he's, like, on the strings, and he's just, like... 
Yeah. <laughs> stupid looking. Like, my like, favorite like, my <laughs> favorite is when Godzilla first breathes fire at Kong and Kong just kinda looks down and looks up at him like what the fuck was that? <laughs> It's like yeah, I'm exactly. fighting a fire-breathing lizard. What the heck is going on here? <laughs> I, I'm, I'm just a monk against the Godzilla. So <laughs> we're we're not going to rate King Kong versus Godzilla because I don't even know how to begin to rate that movie. Like, it's not good, but I enjoy watching it. Yes, um, so, everybody, today is obviously the release of King uh, of Godzilla versus Kong. Are you Team Godzilla or Team Monkey? Uh, Godzilla. <laughs> Get out of here. It's a one-sided fight. <laughs> if King Kong wins, See, you say that. You say that, but how many times has Batman beaten Superman? Yeah, but that's because writers like to jerk themselves off on Batman. So they're like, Batman's <laughs> got to win. <laughs> I mean, I agree that Batman's probably going to win because he's the more popular character. But it's not like, I don't know, it's it's like, at least in the good stories, it's always done in a way that makes sense. Um, I'm team Cloverfield Monster. That wasn't oh, so enough. you're 2014. I'm just waiting for that. <laughs> I'm, no, I'm team Monkey. It's obviously Godzilla. There's no way that King Kong like, stands a chance. But I mean, whoever wins, we lose anyway. So yeah, exactly. No, this is an alien. This is an alien versus predator. You idiot. No, I, no. Whoever loses, we win. <laughs> <laughs> is that what it is? That oh, that is the other thing I wanted to mention about King Kong versus Godzilla. At least the Jap- the American version, because I've heard the Japanese one ends differently. But it's really weird how this movie ends, where they just like both go in the water, and then you don't see what um, happens. So I, that was actually a thing I was going to mention about it. That is an urban legend. Um, they both end the exact same way, but the internet didn't exist. So uh, um, America was like, well, in our version, King Kong wins. And I assume in the Japanese version, Godzilla wins. Uh, but no, both of them, they both fall into the sea, which is a very classic... Um, Way to end your versus film. That's how Frankenstein versus the Wolfman ends as well. And it's just your, we can't. And that's how Freddy versus Jason wins or ends. Um, wins. Which is the ultimate. Um, if you let one of them win, you piss off the other side of the fan base. And if you let that one win, then you piss off the other side. So you let them fall into the sea. Neither of them win. <laughs> okay, so my <laughs> only both question: sides get to go happy. My only question about that logic is you do that, but then and Freddy vs. Jason does this as well. You kind of show a clear-cut victor right after that. But Freddy vs. Jason's like, you get the Jason walking out and then you get the Freddy winking thing where it's like, oh, but he's back to the dream world. He's being Freddy again. So it's yeah. well, yeah, when Freddy going off to Jason. do their thing. With that, I'll give you that too. But with King Kong vs. Godzilla... Uh, and you might be right, that's just like Godzilla, you know, he's swimming away. But I don't feel like they communicate that well, so it just kind of looks like Kong won and is just walking away. Do you do you agree or disagree? Uh, oh, because you see him get out? Well, yeah, it would just be Godzilla's back in the ocean, yeah. Well, okay. See, I, 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 like I never King, read it that way. I feel like King Kong has to win in this case because 
if King Kong lost, Godzilla would just emerge from the ocean again. He would just kill everyone. <laughs> no, see, Here's... Monkey gets zapped by lightning and go. Um, but you do get in the credits um, in the Japanese version you get like Godzilla's roar and then King Kong's roar I think it is and in the American one it's just King Kong that's the closest you get to what well, King Kong won in the American version oh okay <laughs> versus yeah, it, the Japanese one like, the debate is dumb I mean it, it's fun sure but I mean either Godzilla wins and we get radiation poisoning eventually as he kills everyone or King Kong wins and he suffers withdrawal after all he eats all the red berries and then he just goes ape shit and he'll kill everyone anyway <laughs> and then the biplanes get him <laughs> okay so I I am taking the biplanes Kong. didn't kill him Godzilla did <laughs> no, I'm team withdrawal. I'm team <laughs> Kong I'll be in the minority on this one uh, well, yeah, because you're just wrong. Oh. I I <laughs> love both. Already months. seen it. That bet, like that would be like the ultimate piss off if King Kong wins in that movie. Because <laughs> it would be just like Noah. You'd have to contrive a way because it just doesn't make sense. No, Godzilla know. just tries the red berries too, and then they just both get really high. I'm not saying anything. I just. I like both Godzilla monsters. and King Kong are both standing around like, whoa, is uh, White Rabbit by Jefferson uh, Starship plays in the background. The, the humans I'm, just take off their suits and it's just them in the scene. I'm not saying anything. I'm just saying I love both monsters. Even mon- though they're CGI, they take off their head and it's a dude. I'm sorry, John. Continue. I'm not saying anything about the movie. Uh, I love both monsters, obviously, but I, I like King Kong slightly more. I, I think that could change once I see more Godzilla movies. Um, but I, I'm curious what they do in the future if this, since this movie is doing obviously very well, all things considered. Um, well, so it'll Austin, all be they'll have to get renegotiate uh, a contract because their contract's over now. Yeah. So Austin, any since you final time before you see before you see it, you said Saturday. Any predictions for Kong versus Godzilla? Um, <laughs> well, I don't know what spoilers I'm allowed to say. <laughs> they probably fall into the ocean. You know what? This is this is the very end of the of the podcast for the night. Full spoiler. Potential spoilers. Yeah, but what about what about Milton? I don't want to spoil it for him. I don't care. Nobody cares. Okay. Uh, my prediction is Godzilla and King Kong fight a bit. Uh, one of them wins. Um, okay, hold on. I'm gonna go by the like, trailer, and so they're obviously they fight on the boat for the first time. I'm gonna say that either ends in a draw or. Yeah, probably does, unless it's maybe like a Godzilla kind of wins because it's his territory and uh, King Kong kind of gets away. Um, Or it's a draw. And then when they fight in the city, it's either... It should be King Kong kicks King... uh, Godzilla kicks King Kong's ass. But it might be that King Kong beats Godzilla because they're dumb. 
<laughs> you really then, got like a, a thing about King Kong potentially winning. No, because I'm worried that they're going to do that. <laughs> they're going to be like, everybody loves an underdog. It's hard to then, practically make this I, fight even. I, I'm, Plus say, the old, I'm just saying, America. We got to make the American monster win. <laughs> I, I'm just saying. I think you could make a. I think you could do a story where Kong uh, comes out the victor. You'd have you, mm, mm. nah. And then Mechagodzilla shows up, and then they both team up, and then they kill that guy. How do you <laughs> kill? How do you kill Godzilla? If you don't With use the, the oxygen, oxygen destroyer. So, got so King Kong retreats to his lair, and with his uh, female co-host, his human female co-host, is beautiful. They both figure out a way to create the okay. female Kong from King Kong lives. Okay, but your your first mistake is thinking that if in this proposed scenario, if Kong wins, they're going to kill Godzilla. They're not going to because they want to make more Godzilla movies. But they they also aren't contractually able to. Yeah. So. So it would just be a matter of Kong incapacitating Godzilla, which instantly I think makes that fight more even. Look, killing but they Godzilla could easily be like King Kong kills Godzilla, and now he's King Kong because uh, Godzilla was king of the monsters, and now King Kong is the king of the monsters. But you yeah. just said they're they're contractually not allowed to kill Godzilla. No, I said they're contractually not allowed to make more. Oh, I thought you meant not kill him. My bad. No, no, uh, they got they had a three film deal. They're done. But killing Godzilla is not going to stop us from making more Godzilla movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, they've killed him before. <laughs> He's well, died in at least okay. two films I can think of. But the thing is, three, those movies weren't as connected as these movies are. I feel like with the tone mm, and no, the, the older movies are a lot more connected than you probably are giving them credit for. At least. Like, they are definitely a series. Okay. But what I was saying was, these movies are also a lot more serious in tone. Yeah, they have their lighthearted moments, and they're not taking themselves as seriously. But I still feel like it would be, it's just realistic enough that if you tried to kill Godzilla and then bring him back, that might be a... Well, no, you just introduce a new species, like a new one in his species. Mm, That's true. Hmm. That might also be weird too, because they with the way they play him in these. Or you do Son of Godzilla. You do uh, no. What you do? What you do what the is, fuck is his name. Um, what you do is you find out that Godzilla secretly laid a bunch of eggs in Madison Square Garden. No, you don't. You don't do that. <laughs> you, you don't do that, and then say you didn't. Well, no. no what terrible? What happens is Godzilla kind of just. <laughs> Skewers King Kong with his tail. The King Kong survives, but it turns out that as Godzilla dies, he basically did a, it did an alien thing, and now there are Godzilla's eggs no. inside of King Kong's body. No, Godzilla you, you... impales King Kong with his tail, and then it turns out he wasn't King Kong; he was Mecha Kong, and he rips his skin off, and he's metal. And then Godzilla's like, yeah, well, I wasn't Godzilla either. And he rips off his scales and he's Mecha Godzilla. And then real King Kong and real Godzilla are off to the side like, what the fuck's happening over there? <laughs> okay, this, this that episode has degenerated into complete nonsense. It is, 
It's this one is turning into just a real Godzilla film is what's happening. <laughs> but the last thing I do want to say in this, like, just utter nonsense is you do the eggs in uh, Madison's no, park, right? No! How do I mute you? And then you have an army of Velociraptor Godzilla's just running around New York City. No! Godzilla has a son in the in the old movies. You just do him. Oh fuck! What's his name? He's got like a really stupid name. There we <laughs> I go. I disabled it. his video, so now we can't see him. Good. Fuck you. Because <laughs> uh, have you guys ever seen what Godzilla's son looks like? Uh, no. Okay. okay. No, I have. I have. I've seen two versions. Yeah, because there's one that looks more like Godzilla, and then there's one that just looks like a weird gray putty thing, and he's the best one. Uh, And he can't shoot atomic breath, he can only shoot uh, rings of smoke, and in Destroy All Monsters, he he shoots out a ring of smoke that wraps around King Ghidorah's head and chokes him. Okay, while you're pulling that up... Uh, yeah, I'm posting it in our admin chat right now. Okay, so we're we're going to wrap wrap this up because, like I said, this has just devolved into us being idiots. Oh, and that's his name. His name is Manila. That's what it is. Now I remember. Oh, uh, okay. So, He's my youngest brother's favorite monster. We obviously, we were supposed to do the Vampire Hunter D uh, films that uh, Milton had picked, but we decided to push those back by a week. Um, Austin, were you before we decided to push it back? Were you having any trouble finding those? Mm, no, because it was on that streaming thing. Oh, okay. I forgot that uh-huh. he posted that. Put that in our ad. Although one chat. thing I should say is, I'm not sure if I'm going to be able to watch anything for this Wednesday coming up, just with Easter. But mm-hmm. I'll let you guys know. Well, how dare you celebrate a holiday? <laughs> Just just watch Vampire Hunter D with a family. <laughs> Do you want to see an 80s anime movie? <laughs> and then a two th- early 2000s anime movie? Oh, you know, just, while the kid, just while the kids hunt for Easter eggs? Listen, listen, Austin. I don't give a fuck about Easter. You missed two <laughs> weeks. You're not allowed to miss anymore. <laughs> oh, I got my two sick days? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But anyway, uh, we'll probably do Vampire Hunter D next week unless uh, our plans with a special guest, uh, you know, kind of fall into place. Um, uh, keep that a little cryptic as a, a surprise if that is what ends up happening. Um, we appreciate you guys coming by. Austin, glad you could be here for, for one stuff. <laughs> uh, glad your work didn't hold you over so you could actually join us tonight. Uh, yeah. I didn't mm-hmm. want you. To, I didn't I'm want you very to, glad about that. <laughs> I didn't want you to miss this one because I know you're a big. You're a big kaiju fan. Um, I will probably post this tomorrow morning because I'm getting really tired. Um, thank you guys for hanging out, and we will see you next week. Have a great night. Thank yeah, you for watching, bye, everyone. everyone.